This is the Leadership Lessons Podcast, hosted by Pastor Daniel Williams, a podcast to encourage and equip church leaders. Brought to you by eeleaders.com. Hi everyone, I am so glad that you are with me today and you may not believe this, but today is the last episode of season one and this has seriously been an incredible season. I mean, I'm just blown away by God's grace of all that he has done and the amazing content that he has provided. Uh, we've seen amazing guest lessons from church planner Andrew Lundy in Boca Raton, uh, Steve Wright about meetings, Jim Gallagher and the Holy Spirit up in Vero Beach, Pilgrim Benham about just hard work and ministry, Peyton Jones all the way in the West Coast, California, Bill Mitchell uh, killing it over in Boca Raton, Dr. Warren Gage. And so um, I've even had a great time just interviewing people as well. Uh, we've interviewed um, Trip Kimball, uh, Bruce Zachary over in California on alignment, Orphanage Director Jason Sanchez from Mexico, uh, nationally known well speaker Ben Corson uh, with Hope Generation. I went to Spain and did an interview with my church planner friend Esteban. Uh, Robbie Christmas over at Family Church in West Palm Beach, even Pastor David Guzik on Preaching the Bible. What an honor, what a privilege to have all this content and and uh, literally people from all over the world, uh, Pastor Joel up in Canada, um, to just people um, all over the United States sharing one piece of advice. And it really blows my mind of all the content and really God's grace. Uh, it's only by God's grace that this actually all came together, that I had the time to record it, to edit it, to host it. And um, I've really grown a lot and I'm just really grateful for all the people that contributed. And I'm grateful for you because the reality is you are a part of this community. And so I just want to remind you that uh, you are loved by God. It has been a blessing to be able to host this podcast. And again, you could find all this content at eeleaders.com. You can listen to it. You can watch it. Uh, you can try to organ. I try to organize things in a way where uh, you can just get the content, just get a one piece of advice or an interview or a lesson. You don't actually hear me uh, through the whole podcast or hosting it, but these videos are individualized so you can share them. You can watch them with your team. You can grow together. They're all free there for you. And I just appreciated all those that have supported this ministry, helping spread the word, uh, but also some of you financially given to help us get better video equipment, better audio, these type of things, and make this possible so we can get this content out, content out as uh, um, to just as many people as possible. And so... Uh, you are our best advertising for this ministry. If you love this content, you believe in it, and you're part of this community, man, share with other people. Share another pastor friend or people on your team that you're leading. Just let them know they can follow on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, it's EE Leaders. On Twitter, it's EE Church Leaders. Uh, and please, go to iTunes, leave a review. Now, that's a big commercial, but listen, I gave you 24 free episodes, so I think I deserve that. Uh, but I just wanted to just really share with my share with you my heart and let you know that I'm super grateful uh, for you. I'm praying for you. Uh, I really appreciate you tuning in once again. And so we have great content for this last episode. We're going to close out the season with a conversation I have with my dad uh, about spiritual warfare. And I thought this would be a good way to finish because it's actually a part of a series that I did for Redemption Church called Conversations, where I would just interview people, pastors, like I do many of my interviews, um, 
on relevant conversations, relevant topics like evangelism, marriage, friendship, studying the Bible, discipleship, loving the city, uh, with some pastors you may already know, like Ben Corson or Casey Cleveland or even my cousin, uh, you know, uh, sharing these thoughts. And you can get all of these conversational series, this conversations, uh, eight additional videos found on the website under the video section. You go under interviews, you scroll down, and you'll see eight new videos, free content, uh, so you can just enjoy while we're on season break. I know that many of you are gonna miss me. You're gonna miss hearing me burp into the mic or me messing up or saying a wrong word, but that's okay, I'm gonna miss you too. And all of my flaws, I'm glad that you accept me and you love me. And so I'm just trying to help you out trying to give you more content. Uh, hopefully I'll see many of you at the Refresh Conference uh, and then just as we interact through the holidays and different things like that. And so I, I wanted to give you some extra content as we're taking a break, but don't worry. I really plan to launch season two early 2019. My wife says I should shoot, shoot for spring, but hopefully it will be before that. And it's going to be fire. I've already started recording a lot of the content and uh, man, it is going to be amazing. I'll give you a little preview of what that's to come after my conversation with my dad, Pastor Joe Williams. So I hope that you enjoy this conversation. You are listening to Conversations, an interview series hosted by Pastor Daniel Williams, discussing practical ways we can be pursuing and proclaiming Jesus in daily life. Brought to you by Redemption Church, Delray Beach. Well, hello everyone. This is Pastor Daniel and I am here with my dad, Joe Williams, here in Tacoma, the hood. Uh, This is the house that I grew up in and I'm here visiting my father and I want to get some wisdom and have a conversation. And today we want to talk to you about spiritual warfare, spiritual warfare. Hey, before we get going into the subject, uh, tell us, Daddy, what you're doing in life right now. What's up to Well, right now I'm teaching the Word of God. Um, It's a great need to teach the Word of God because uh, that is the only way that the church is going to be built strongly. There's many methods out there to build the church. Uh, Building the church with the Word of God is a very slow process, but it's a strong foundation once the church is built. So we teach the Bible verse by verse, expository teaching, and the Holy Spirit uh, causes the Christian to grow as they apply the Word of God to their lives. The Word of God is quick and active and it's powerful at any two-edged sword. So if you take it and if you would hide it into your heart, you will grow as a Christian and you will mature little by little. And God works with all of us individually so don't compare yourself to anybody else because there's no one else like you in this whole world just be who god has made you and uh, he has a plan for everyone everyone in the kingdom of god is important and we all are equal in god's eyesight and god can use anyone and he wants to use you well let's talk about uh when we're used by god and when we're growing in the word of god we're going to get attacked could you give us a little bit of theology, doctrine, teaching on spiritual warfare. What is spiritual warfare? What does the Bible say about demonic activity? Well, there are demons out there. Uh, The devil is real. A lot of people don't think the devil is real. Um, A lot of people think that the devil is like a little guy they see on TV with a little red union suit and a red tail. 
but that's not the enemy that's not what he looks like at all because uh, uh, the Bible says he uh, appears as an angel of light and he was a fallen angel a cherubim, a cherubim and he was very um, very beautiful um, and he fell because of pride but the devil is real and whatever you do for the kingdom of God he's gonna try to uh, he's gonna try to stop you maybe it's discouragement maybe through lies but wherever the gospel is preached there's always been opposition um, Paul had opposition you will have opposition uh, but Satan is a defeated foe we can defeat him if we have the right tools and we do have the right tools to defeat him uh, because God has given us the tools to defeat the enemy. But spiritual warfare began when you first became a Christian. When you first became a Christian, um, you were transferred from the power of darkness into God's kingdom. Mm -hmm. And now Satan is against you because he once had you in his hands and now he no longer has control over your life and now you are a threat to his kingdom and he wants to stop you any way he can so we have to recognize his lies and his schemes as Paul said we should not be unaware of his schemes but he's not gonna lay there and just play dead and let you serve Christ without opposition and just because you have opposition doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing something wrong you could be doing something right Mm -hmm. And he's trying to stop you. So, okay, so the Bible says we're to be aware of his schemes. What are some ways that the devil, Satan, our enemy, works? How does he work in our lives? He works through deception, as he did in the Garden of Eden. Uh, he works through lies. The Bible says he's the father of lies. Uh, he works through false teaching, false doctrine. Uh, that's how he works. He works through... Uh, Sometimes false, um, let's say, sometimes churches that appear to be right on and they're not, uh, they're ministers. That's why it's important for us to know what the Word of God says mm -hmm. and get into a church that can teach you. And also, you must study yourself. Uh, you must spend time with God every day yourself. You can't rely upon the pastor um, this is a personal relationship yeah. and we all are responsible for our relationship with Christ but the tools that you can use you must be a person of uh, the Word of God you must hide it into your heart that way you can recognize his lies and you can recognize his schemes um, you can be a person of prayer number one prayer is very powerful um, when I first got saved the first thing my pastor told me is Stay in the Word of God, stay in prayer, uh, stay in fellowship, and uh, tell somebody else. Now the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, uh, but against principalities and powers. You know, Satan is real and he's alive. And as the day approaching, as Jesus coming is getting closer and closer every day, Satan is going to pick up more paste he's gonna pick up more um, speed trying to uh, dis uh, destroy everything that he can get his hands on but the Christian has power over him and the Christian is a threat to his kingdom 
and that's why he doesn't like us. But Satan is real, he's alive, but there's no way he can possess a Christian. He can, he can oppress us, but he cannot possess us. Mm -hmm. So don't walk around in fear like, oh, Satan can do this. Satan can't do any more than you let him do. You can always use the name of Jesus Christ, which every knee will bow and tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And Satan himself is even going to bow at the name of Jesus. You cannot fight spiritual warfare in your own strength. Mm -hmm. You have to fight spiritual warfare in the power of the spirit, in the word of God. And you must know the word of God. That's why the Lord gave us the full armor so we can use it against the enemy. The Lord knows that we're in a spiritual warfare. He gave us the full armor to, to use against the enemy. And um, that is our, our weapon against Satan, is to fight and to stand and not to accept his lies. But stay in the word, stay in prayer, stay in fellowship. And you don't want to give Satan a foothold. He can't take anything from you. That's why the Bible says, be angry and sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Because if you do, you have just given Satan a foothold in your life. And there's a lot of Christians are just giving Satan a foothold. Number one, not being in fellowship. Mm -hmm. Number two, not being in the word of God. Number three, um, cares of this life, choke the word, not being in prayer. Uh, so you're giving Satan a foothold when you do that. And there's always something comes up where, oh, I don't have time for the word. I don't have time to go to church. And they said most churches in America right now is dwindling because uh, people don't go to church hardly anymore. But you have to stay in fellowship. They say when a soldier is isolated from his platoon, uh, his battalion, in a war situation, his chances of survival is zero. If he gets separated from his men, you cannot be a long ranger. You cannot fight the enemy alone. You need brothers and sisters who can encourage you, that can pray with you, and can build you up in the faith. So be strong in the Lord, the Bible says in the Ephesians 6.1, in the power of His might, mm -hmm. not your might, His might. Take on the whole arm of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So we're talking about spiritual warfare. And you gave us a lot of stuff to talk about and be in fellowship and the word. Um, Ephesians 6 talks about this, how we're to put on the full armor of God. How have you done this in your own life? You've been serving God now for many years. You've been pastoring for as long as I've been alive, so like 35 years now. Um, how, what are some stories or some things how you've seen Satan work in your own life and how have you overcome them? I've had... Um... You know, the Bible says that Satan uh, appears as an angel of light. So his ministers appears as the ministers of righteousness. They look like a pastor. I've had people come to my church who were totally demon possessed. And they said that God sent them to preach that Sunday. And God never told me that. And of course, I didn't let the guy preach and um, he wouldn't leave. And we had to. Uh, basically call the police to have the guy removed because he would not leave. But he was so possessed, uh, we called the police to have him removed. And he would got one of his friends 
And the next week, the friend came and he wanted to preach without telling me. So we asked him to leave. My point is that the warfare will never end. It will be, your situation might be different than mine. Uh, but I know the power of God in the name of Jesus Christ, how powerful that is and how Satan is afraid of that name. When we use the name of Jesus, when we were street witnessing, we had a street witnessing ministry in California where we uh, would run across people sometime that were demon possessed. And we would pray and those people would start running. Those people, when they heard the name of Jesus Christ, uh, we went every Saturday night in Hollywood, California, and they knew who we were. And when they saw us, when they saw us coming, they would cross the street. That's the name of Jesus Christ, how powerful it is. Jesus, when you're in warfare, that name you must use. You cannot just go up against Satan uh, in your own name. It's got to be the name of Christ. And a Christian has a lot of power. But Satan doesn't want you to know who you are or whose you are. He doesn't know. He doesn't want you to know the power that you have. Because if you really knew the power that God has entrusted you with, you could defeat him. So he wants to keep you like in fear, mm -hmm. unbelief. He wants to keep you scared. And the Bible clearly says that God did not give us a spirit of fear. If you're walking around fearful, that is not of God. And another thing he uses to try to defeat you in the spiritual warfare is condemnation. He wants you to walk around condemned all the time and um, saying how bad you are. God can never use you. This is another lie of the enemy. But the power that God has given us, Romans 8:11 says the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. That same spirit. That's a lot of power. Yep. So when I go out in the morning time, uh, I look for opportunities. And I also expect warfare. I expect it. I don't go looking for it. I look for opportunities to, to witness and to share Christ. But I also expect opposition. Because Satan knows his time is short. And he knows that if the gospel is preached, people are going to get saved. Mm -hmm. And he's going to do anything he can to stop it, uh, discouragement or whatever. But he's just not going to lay dead and let it happen. Paul said there was many doors open for him, but there are many adversaries. Many adversaries. Because the world right now is controlled by the enemy. The God of this world, Satan. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4. The God of this world, which is Satan. Jesus Christ is powerful than Satan. I try to tell people all the time that they're not even equal. A lot of people want to put Satan on the same level as Christ. It's no comparison. They're not even, Satan's not even close. He's a fallen angel. Yeah. So we give him a lot of, a lot of times we give Satan more credit than, than he's due. Mm -hmm. So be strong in the Lord. That's your power. And don't be afraid of the enemy. And don't accept his lies. You don't have to receive everything. That's why you got to know the word of God. Just like Acts 17, 11, like the Bereans, they checked out Apostle Paul to see if the things that he was saying was so. So when you hear, the, when you hear something, you want to know the word so well. So when you hear something that questionable, 
And if it doesn't match up with the scripture, you haven't got to receive that. Let it go. Throw it away. It's a lie of the enemy. And truth that is mixed with error is error. <laughs> That's a good one. So what would you say, last uh, question of encouragement for us. There are Christians. And Warren Wiersbe said, sooner or later you're going to find out this, love, this uh, life isn't a playground, but a, a battleground. And we're all in a battle. We're all trying to pursue and proclaim Jesus, make disciples, glorify God. What's the last encouragement you have to say for those that are just in this battle? Because all Christians are in the battle whether they like it or not, and whether they think they're in a battle or not. Well, you're in a battle. Uh, we know in the end we're going to win. Mm -hmm. I've read the last chapter. I know in the end you're going to win. You're going to be with Christ. But... Jesus said himself, in this world, you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. The battle you are in, uh, recognize that you are in a battle. You are in a spiritual warfare. You are fighting against forces that are stronger than you are, but not stronger than Jesus is. Mm -hmm. And that is why we got to realize that when you're in this battle, God is with you. God is not going to leave you. Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you as, as orphans. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And he, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And we got more power. We don't need to be praying for something that we already have. God has already given us the tools that we need if we know how to use these tools against the enemy to defeat the enemy. He's already given us. God has done everything he's going to do. He sent Jesus to the cross and he's given us the tools to fight. Now, if we don't use those tools, it's, it's not God's fault. God says, I want you to use the tools that I've given you and I want you to use it against him. And um, so let's not pray for things that God has already given us. He's already given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. And yes, it's going to be a fight. Yes, it's going to be a fight to the finish, but be of good cheer, Jesus said. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So don't feel like you in this thing all by yourself. The Holy Spirit is, in, is inside of every believer and he will never leave. So draw upon that power and be close, stay close to Christ. If you're too busy, really, uh, and I've found out over the years, uh, you always make time for things that are really important to you. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're too busy for God, you're too busy. So, I mean, I can't, I've been pastoring for almost 40 years and I can't build a church. God said, I will build my church. I have to be walking in step with him and getting all of my wisdom from him because in my own power and strength, I can do nothing. I'm just a man. But God is looking for a person that he can work through. And that is why he left us here on this earth. So we can reach and tell more people about Christ. That's why when we got saved, he didn't just take us to heaven right then. He wants us to stick around and to tell somebody else and make disciples. Tell your family, tell your friend that Jesus is coming. Let's warn people. Let's tell people to flee the wrath to come because the wrath is coming. You can see it. The believers can see it. And even some of the unbelievers, they know that something is going to happen, but they don't know what. Even they know something is wrong. 
So let's keep on keeping on. Let's stay the course. Let's not get discouraged. Yes, it's hard sometimes, but in the end, it's going to be worth it. Well, all right. I appreciate you talking to us, and uh, I hope this was helpful for you to pursue and to proclaim Jesus. Well, I thought I'd end this season with my friend Jason Sanchez sharing a one piece of advice on humility. You know, many times as we accomplish great things, pride can slip in, and I want to just make sure I'm just praising God and giving Him all the glory for how He has brought this season together. It was literally by the grace of God that this actually all worked out, that I had the time to do it, to record the content, that people were humble enough to give their information. It was just so cool to see God work all this out. And Jason is a really good friend of mine. He serves at the House of Blessing. Uh, it's in Bishinaba, Mexico. And about the same time he started that orphanage, um, as the director and starting that, my wife and I, Laura, started uh, Redemption Church. We moved from Washington State to Delray Beach to plant a church. And so it's just been so great to see God's grace on both of our lives, how he's worked and been faithful. And so, uh, man, this is guys speaking from integrity and just from his heart. And uh, I'm just so excited to have him actually be here with us in Delray Beach. Uh, coming up in just a few weeks, November 9th and 10th, I'm putting final preparations for a conference we're planning called the Refresh Conference. And this conference, man, I'm so excited for this weekend. Uh, it's just going to be a time to encourage and equip church leaders. We're going to have Jason leading worship and speaking as well as my pastor friend, uh, David Guzik being a keynote speaker and, and I would love to have you come as we're making final preparations praying through it uh, it's gonna be a great time not only of just content which I'll try to make available uh, I'll try to record the audio the video and make that available on the website during our season break but the fellowship is just so rich when we get together walk in humility grow for one another grow with one another pray with one another and just worship Jesus together and so uh, this is Jason Sanchez sharing his one piece of advice. You're listening to One Piece of Advice, brought to you by eeleaders.com, a ministry to encourage and equip church leaders. Hi, I'm Jason Sanchez, director of the House of Blessing Orphanage in Bishinaba, Mexico. Um, I've been in ministry in some way, shape, or form for the last 15 years. And Daniel asked me to share uh, some advice of what I would share with others. And uh, since moving to Mexico five years ago, uh, the thing that has uh, spoken to me the most is humility. And I think this is so crucial for leaders and pastors because it is our human nature, especially in a position of leadership, power, uh, where people look up to you, uh, people are serving underneath you, maybe they're on your staff. It is so easy for us to naturally, in our flesh, just let that um, puff us up. And uh, many men have fallen, not just um, as a result of infidelity or misuse of funds or anything, but I think ultimately it's as a result of pride and just thinking that we are um, something that we're not and somehow we reach a status where we don't need um, the reliance on the Lord so much. I think of James 4, 10, humble thyself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. And so moving down to Mexico and directing an orphanage, it put me in a position uh, where I had never been in before. Not only was I receiving sort of praise and applause from the Christian um, group of individuals, but a lot from the secular. 
Because if you talk to anybody about what you do and you say, hey, I direct an orphanage, I work with orphans, everybody thinks that's great. And they think it's just the greatest thing and everybody wants to help. And so all of a sudden I found myself just receiving all this um, praise and affirmation and things from unbelievers. And it put me in a really, really um, scary spot. And I realized that one morning when the Lord sort of reminded me of that, and basically, what is the way to avoid um, pride? What is the way to stay humble? I would say, uh, think back to when you were maybe just serving at the church, doing facilities, um, before you were on staff, before you were on full time, before you were in a place of um, speaking into people. Think of the things that you would do. You would get there early, you would be the last one to leave, you would be the first one to sign up, to set up, or to clean or to do something and uh, kind of go back to that place put put checks in your life and balances in your life where you can um, humble yourself and sweep a floor and uh, take the trash out and clean the building um, be the first one there to set up and I think that if you keep that in the forefront of your mind even as you as things may grow and you get busier and it feels like I don't have the time for that or I have a staff or a group of people that can do that man just remember to humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he'll lift you up man will naturally want to lift you up and that's a dangerous thing but you want the Lord to do it in a natural real raw way and it starts with humility so stay humble well, can you believe it? Season one is coming to a close, but don't you worry. Lord willing, I'll be back season two, 2019, and it is going to be fire. I've already been working and filming a lot of stuff for this season, and I'm super excited to share with you. Pray for me as I have a lot of editing to do, a lot of more interviews to do and content to bring, but let me tell you, it is gonna be amazing. We have guest lessons from Pastor Casey Cleveland from a local pastor here in Delray Beach, my good friend from the Avenue Church. We have Brian Saylor at Calvary Chapel in Melbourne, uh, Dan Gritter, a church planner out in Royal Palm. We have my friend Rodney Wilkinson, uh, just just from Gospel Fellowship, sharing uh, with us. John Panico, another local pastor here in Delray Beach. Um, even my, my friend, who's a, pretty much a junior high legend, Kevin Saxon in our area, been a, a, a junior high pastor for many years. He's going to be breaking down some stuff for us. I also have a lot more interviews next season with church planner Josiah Graves down at the Exchange Church in Deerfield Beach over on the West Coast. Um, I have my friend Pilgrim Benham doing an interview with him, uh, uh, executive pastor and friend Kelly from Calvary Chapel, uh, Fort Lauderdale. Uh, we have Ron Jones, the Coastal Chapel, J David Shamil, I'm uh, speaking about culture, which is incredible, from Christ Fellowship, Vince Putman uh, from Trinity Lutheran Church. We have, of course, my dad. I even did a couple of interviews more with my dad to just share with you as well. And so uh, we're going to be doing one piece of advice again and from church planners, from missionaries, from youth pastors, from many leaders all over America. 
and even some outside of the country. It's going to be a great time. I know you're going to enjoy it. And so be praying for me as I'm editing this, as I'm thinking through the content to bring uh, you all. Uh, but you could find uh, throughout the season break more content on our website, eeleaders.com. Uh, we'll have still recommended books of the month. We'll still have our blog content. I'll try to give you some fresh content, uh, just some special things up there. You can get all the info um, on that website. Um, and if you want to join us for the Refresh Conference, you can go to the website, get all the information um, at eeleaders.com. Uh, it, it will be a really great season break for me as I enjoy the holidays and for you as well. I know that we're coming up on a busy season, but I just pray that as we come up on this busy season, we'll still be pursuing Jesus and doing ministry uh, in His name. Uh, it's a great season, a great holiday to let people know that Jesus is God with us, Emmanuel. And He is with you. He is with me, even though we won't be spending time weekly together. Uh, feel free to reach out to me. My email is daniel at eeleaders.com. I'd love to have you contribute to season two, to do a one piece of advice, to sit down and interview you, talk to you, learn from you, and for you to continue to be a part of this community. I just want to say it's been an amazing privilege to host this podcast. Thank you so much for letting me speak into your life. I've grown. I pray that you have grown as well. And until next season, I pray that God continues to pour out His grace upon your life and your ministry and your family. It's been an amazing venture together, and I just can't wait to keep growing with you. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this Leadership Lessons podcast. You can watch all the episodes and get all the show notes at eeleaders.com. If this podcast was a blessing to you, I would love for you to share it with your friends on social media. You can find us on social media at eeleaders. You can also help us spread the word by simply writing a review on iTunes or Google Play. My hope for you with this podcast is that it would encourage you and equip you to continue to serve Jesus. Because remember, there's nothing better than doing what God has called you to do.